You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Today's episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Twisties. Twisties is my longest running client. I've been shooting for them for over a decade, and they are also the best site for lesbian erotica on the web. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about ethical porn and consent and boundaries. Let me tell you that when I shoot for Twisties, we cover all of those topics and you can rest assured that you are definitely accessing the most ethically produced porn out there. I, as the producer and the director, make sure of that. So check out twisties.com where you can access the hottest girl-girl scenes out there with big stars like Abella Danger, Demi Sutra, Kira Noir, Cherie DeVille, and Alexis Fox, plus up-and-coming newcomers like Jules Blue, Lulu Chu, Alexis Tay, Charlotte Sins, Giselle Blanco, and so many more. Go to twisties.com today. You will not regret it. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, my guest is a real-life hentai girl known for her love of anime and cosplay. And she's actually going to teach me all about anime today because I don't know shit. Uh, She's a YouTuber, a Twitch streamer, and most recently signed a contract with the very prestigious brand Vixen. Please welcome Violet Myers. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. I've been waiting to do this, so I'm glad. Really? Yeah, yeah. That always surprises me when people say that. No, I'm surprised. Like, when my when Erica texted me, she was like, do you want to do the Holly Ranzo show? I'm like, yes, dude. Like, I'm like, does she know who I am? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I would love to. Wow. Oh, God. Go on. What else about me? I'm just <laughs> I love it when the episode starts about me. But anyways, we'll talk about you instead. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, how could I not know who you are? You're all online. You're a meme. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like kind of how you like blew up, right? Yes, yes. That's I you know we were just talking about this like I don't even know how memes start or like the dumbest things like mm-hmm. that you'll never think about go viral and I'm just like, okay, that's what people want then I guess. Yeah. And like the stuff that I want to go viral doesn't. I know. I know the internet's such a weird thing. It is, yeah. So, tell me explain to our listeners um what specifically like the meme is. Yeah, I took this photo like in 2018 and 
I guess I never realized he was in the photo. I was just like, oh my God, this is a good picture. Like I'm going to upload it on Twitter. And I guess like my agent was in the background and it looked like he was creeping inside, like to look at me while I was taking a topless photo. But that's, that went viral. And I didn't even realize it until I uploaded it. And someone's like, who's that in the background? I was like, oh my God, like my agent's in the background. But little did I know, like that would go so viral. Like even it was on Instagram. It was like weird. And the meme was, um, about like, like saying that he was your dad creeping in the background. Yeah. Right? Like there was like, she's, that's her sugar daddy. That's her uncle. That's her dad. Like it was, <laughs> there was so many, like people were just assuming. And I just, I didn't even uh, like tell people what, who it was. I just kind of made it. Yeah. Just seem like a, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think that just speaks to like everybody's greatest, you know, all, a lot of men's like fear that like their daughters would like end up getting into the adult industry. Mm-hmm. But you have a big family who's very supportive of what you do, right? Yeah. They're really, they're really chill about it. I, I don't really like talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Like with any job, like my mom doesn't come to me, but oh my God, I hate my job. Like, no, like, or yeah. I had this problem at work. Like, you know, like with any other job, you know, some things I keep personal, some things I like to talk about. And when I did mention to my mom that I was going to join, I, my whole family is open-minded. So mm-hmm. when I was approaching to her about the conversation of me getting into the industry, she was like, um, why, why out of everything you can do? Like, cause I was going to college for clinical psychology. So oh, wow. yeah, she was like, that's like so random, but I was a webcam girl before. So she was kind of like, well, okay then that's fine like I used to cam on chatterbait and Mm -hmm. she was she bought me like (laughs) this is so funny but she bought me like my first dildo so like (laughs) she paid for it because I didn't really have that much money when I was going to school so my mom's like super open-minded and she had me when she was super young so Mm -hmm. she didn't expect it but she just wanted to make sure I was going to be safe Mm -hmm. so that was her main concern she didn't worry too much about like me having sex on camera she just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be like this trafficking thing or mm-hmm. anything she wanted to make sure it was legit mm-hmm. first. So that's why I had to tell her because I almost got into a sketchy situation before I actually got into it with like a professional. Mm-hmm. Like I was on Craigslist. I was so desperate to be a porn star. So really I was on Craigslist and I was looking up like ads like to join. And I remember the sketchy dude was like having casting like to like suck his dick. Yeah. In old, a good old casting couch. Casting couch. But like, it was just weird because it was like we were going to meet in a in a like a storage room. I googled the location and it was a storage room. So like that's why I had to be open with my mom cuz I didn't want to get into any situations. Did you go meet him? No, no, no. Luckily, like I knew it was fake and I went with my gut instinct. Like I was like this is not good and my mom said it too. She's like I don't think so like we just did our research and we realized like you're not supposed to audition. <laughs> yeah, you're, to be a porn star, you're like your audition. I guess is like on camera with yeah. professionals, yeah. legal papers, and everything. Yeah. So okay, so you sidestepped that. Um, what was you, so then? What was your first professional scene? Um, my first professional scene. It took a while before I actually started to like shoot because mm-hmm. when I got in, I wasn't like. I was too heavy. So they were like trying to figure out where to put me. So I guess like the first two months I was like in the gym working out. And then like my first professional scene was like for Reality Kings. Okay. Yeah. And how did that go? It was really fun because I had a makeup artist. Um, I did like paperwork and it was in a nice hotel, like in like the W. It was like different. So it was really nice. And that's when I was like, wow, this is like fun. I'm getting paid so much money. And mm-hmm. um 
I don't know. I just fell in love with it from my first scene and wanted to continue on and see where I can go from there. Who was your first scene with? Do you remember the person yeah. you worked with? Um, he sh- um, I just followed him too on Twitter. Um, I don't know his name, but I think it's Tyler. His name, first name's Tyler. He has like okay. a, he shoots with like Vixen. He does like the tushy scenes. He has okay. a really long dick. That's what okay. I remember. Okay. It's not the Tyler I'm thinking of that. I could I could get his name. I just have to look at my Twitter. Okay. Should so no, it's fine. Okay. okay. Well, you can tell me later. Okay. Um, so your first scene was with this guy Tyler for Reality Kings, mm-hmm. and it was not he it was, was very so- different from the storage facility. Oh, meetup. yeah, no, it was Christ. he was sweet and um it was very professional. There was like a lot of people on set, they made sure I was okay. It was, it was nothing like the crisis, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Were you nervous? I was nervous because it was like there, I, didn't, I didn't know what to think of it. I was like, okay, well, people are going to see me fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I have to give a performance. That's when I knew, like, like performing in mainstream is, like, a performance because you want to make sure people are jacking off to you. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that was, like, my first thought. Like, I have to give a good performance. And then I was kind of nervous. Like, I'm very shy. So, like, I'm always new. Like, I'm when it comes to new people, I'm, like, very shy. So I was just nervous on set mostly because there was new people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, they're judging me. But I remember the director saying, dude, like, I see people fuck all the time. Like, you're fine. Like, I'm not going to think too hard about your performance. Like, just mm-hmm. that's my job to direct you. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to be free and mm-hmm. get it over with. But unlike guys, I don't have to worry about, like, if I get dry or something, I could just use lube versus yeah. the guy, like he has to keep his dick hard. So yeah. if I'm like nervous on camera, it won't show as mm-hmm. much as like a guy. Yeah. No, it's definitely harder for the guy for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you're working with good male talent, then they can like kind of yeah. position you. Cause you, he did you positioned me? For did sure. you know anything about opening up to the camera before that? No. Scene? Cause I was just like, so used to a normal sex. Right. So when he was like moving me around, I was like, Oh my God, I'm like fucking up. And like, yeah. you can't look in the camera Yeah, only for certain scenes you can, but yeah. I didn't know. And like my first few scenes, I was looking at the camera. So yeah, I don't like those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, we all start somewhere and, um, yeah, I mean, well, some people come out of the gate and they're like, know what they're yeah, doing, but, yeah. but you know, everybody's kind of, you know, you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. So do you remember what your second scene was? The bang bus. Ah, uh, <laughs> of course, of course. You're in Florida. Of course you do the paint. Yeah. So that was my, that one was fun. Cause like I could like, it, that's amateur as fuck. Like you can literally do whatever you want and yeah. they'll just move to you. So mm-hmm. it was like, cool. And like, everyone was like super fun. And I remember like, not, I never watched the bang bus, but I just remember like all my friends were like, oh my God, you have to do the bang bus. And when I told them I did it, they were like so hyped for me. <laughs> so it was, it was a cool experience. Oh my god, that's great! I have to say, Bang Bus absolutely ruined. Um, I think about them often. I know it's super random, but <laughs> so there was a scene where the guy, and this is so long ago, had a girl blow him and sing, um, like hum the wheels on the bus while she was blowing him. What? That's so strange. Right? And it was like kind of weird. So that's why it stuck in my mind. And now I have a toddler and I take her to gymnastics and we sing wheels on the bus at gymnastics. And no. I always think of that fucking blowjob scene. <laughs> oh Every time I hear that song porn and it's like it. very disturbing. Yeah. Porn ruined that song for me. So thanks bang bus. Really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so what has been like some of your favorite scenes that you've done since you've been in the industry? Oh my God. I have, I love shooting like, well, I love shooting for Vixen. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like 
I love like my slate scenes, you know, sometimes I hate, I hate script writing, like the script reading, but I love the way that their production is like, they make me feel so glamorous, but I love the scenes where they're gonzo Mm -hmm. and I get to wear like super neon clothing and like stripper kind of clothes with like Mm -hmm. the fishnet. So like, I love shooting, like my favorite scenes are like with Mike Adriano, Mm -hmm. like we have a great chemistry. So like, and the fans can see it. So like, those are my favorite scenes and then those are my fans' favorite scenes. Um, Black Draw, because I've always wanted to shoot for them. So, like, when I got to shoot with them, um, that was one of my favorites. So, in between those and then random, but, like, when I shot for Dig Drainers, that was, like, my first um, interracial scene. Like, my first black guy on camera and, like, in my personal life. So, like, that scene, like, was my first time eating ass and, like, stuff that I've always wanted to do in my Mm -hmm. sexual life. I was able to explore it on camera. So, like, shooting with Dig Drainers, that one was, like extreme hardcore for me so that's like one of my favorite scenes i'm actually not familiar with that brand he's in florida okay is it like one are you one guy one guy okay so he shoots it all himself right okay so it's like one of the guys that's the director the producer the talent all those things Mm -hmm. but his is different because he's like really hardcore rimming and Mm blowjob and that's like something i love i love rimming and blowjob so when i got to do that i was like that was like one of my favorite scenes. That's awesome. <laughs> so you said that you like have always wanted to be in porn. Mm-hmm. When did you start thinking about that? I never really thought about it hard because I used to like I grew up watching porn. So I always thought it was like cool. Mm-hmm. I never really thought bad about the industry. And then I guess like when I started webcamming, I did a couple's webcam with this guy like I was dating for a while. And then just like hearing interviews and like watching like adult performers like in their personal life talk so really great about the industry I was like I want to do that too and like I've always like been super hyperactive sexually Mm -hmm. but I never had a lot of people to fuck so I was like well it's cool I get to have sex on camera and I get paid for it so that's kind of what made me want to be a porn star Mm -hmm. just because I thought it was so cool I thought being a porn star is like how people admire astronauts. That's how I would see it with porn. I was like, man, those people are like so cool. Wow. That's yeah. great. So were there any particular people that you really admired that you've now like gotten to work with now that you're in the industry? Um, I haven't worked with the people that I got, um, that I've admired. Like I really admired Riley Reed's at work ethic, the mm-hmm. way she like transitioned to like, mainstream kind of like mm-hmm. people love her personality that's what mm-hmm. i really admired and lisa ann because oh. i used to watch her porn so much and then i watched her documentary and i was like you can actually make a business out of it mm-hmm. so those are like the two main people i like to yeah admi- i would say i, I admired lisa ann's a good friend of mine yeah. um have you done her podcast or anything? i did yeah. okay she's so sweet how how was that it was really fun yeah it was really cool because she's like someone i've looked up to in the yeah. industry so like she, like getting to know her and like doing her podcast was cool she's got um she's just like so incredibly organized and like really has her shit together yeah. and like i mean just in, in in a way that i've never seen with anybody else so mm-hmm. if you were going to take like any kind of business advice from somebody like lisa ann is yeah. like a a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She really knows her shit. And yeah. And, and Riley's, um, doing incredibly well. I mean, the cha- I know that Riley still shoots for her only fans. So there's still like probably yeah, a good chance that maybe, you'd work with her, yeah, but I know Lisa's retired. So yeah. I, even then I wouldn't even know 
I would be like too starstruck. I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> because like it's just so different. Like seeing the person in person. Like I'm gonna see her at Exotica, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be cool because she did get, give me so many great. She gave me a lot of great advice and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how did um, your contract with Vixen come about, and were you surprised when they asked you? Oh, I was so surprised because I remember when I first started, like I was not the type to like. I never thought I was the type to like shoot with them. So. Um, how it came about was I was, I'm ready to start my anal journey in the industry. So mm-hmm. I was like talking to my agent. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do the anals and the game bangs. Like I've been doing this for a while now. Like let's figure out what company should we sign to where it can be exclusive with them. Like I was totally down with not doing it with anybody else for a long time, like mm-hmm. giving it to them and not doing it for my only fans. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to shoot it like really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it was between Vixen and MindGeek and another company. And Vixen gave me, like, the opportunity to, like, shoot with Tushy and Tushy Raw. But also, like, they were like, we're going to give you a contract that's going to be exclusive to us. And it was just, like, I've always wanted to shoot with them. So I was like, I'm going to go with Vixen. Yeah. 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 It's definitely not a bad career move. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love MindGeek, too. And, like, MindGeek has done so much for my career, too. But... Um, for personal, I really wanted to like shoot with them. Yeah. Well, I shoot only for MindGeek and, Mm -hmm. um, I will say that they're an amazing company to work for, but Mm -hmm. they're also like, you know, from what I see from what Vixen puts out, they put out amazing stuff. So, you know, it's like, I I feel like whichever way you go, like, yeah, yeah, you're going to do well either way. And they treat me like family. Yeah. Like that's something I'm not used to. Like, it's like, I go, I go to like these uh, fittings and everyone's so sweet and mm-hmm. like I don't know it was just different and I've had a really good feeling and then the way that I was talking to both mics like they really like loved me and admired me they're like we're ready to sign you up and like we're gonna invest in you and like further you on like it's, it was so even it's an even trade for me so mm-hmm. I was like yeah like it was a great opportunity when you look at where you are now, um, you know, contracted with Vixen, um, you know, doing really well in the industry, and you think about, you know, when you first started or you were first thinking about getting into mm-hmm. the industry, did you ever think that you would get to the place that you are now? I would say, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to be okay. honest. Yeah. I, I was patient because mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning, I was like, I'm never going to do this. Like, no one's ever going to like me. But, you know, I stuck to myself and I was like, you know, there's timing for everyone. I can't compare myself to everyone. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Um, everyone's journey is different. So it, it took a while, but I'm really grateful that I'm at a position now. But I definitely manifested this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about so much more Violet. She's going to school me in anime. So um, hang tight. We'll be right back. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, Father's Day is just around the corner and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure that the dad in your life is looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped is designed with Father's Day in mind, the performance package 4.0 and it is just in time. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their fourth generation trimmer that features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight that he needs for a more precise shave. 
of course, this is a part of their Performance Package 4.0, which also includes a weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, a crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of these goodies. This is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOLLY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with H-O-L-L-Y at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Has your sex life fallen into the same old dull routine? Sometimes we all need something to spice up our sex life, but going into a sex shop can be overwhelming and also a little bit intimidating, and for some people, embarrassing. This is why I love Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all of your erotic essentials, from vibrators and massage oils to robes and handcuffs. And this month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, aka Build Your Own Box. This means that you get to choose from one item out of each of these six categories toys beauty products lubes and cleansers games sexy accessories and lingerie within each category you have eight or more products you can choose from so you can really build an experience that's customized for you what's amazing is that this box only costs 79 dollars, and with some of the vibrators alone retailing for more than that the entire box of six gifts is such a steal this is a really great way for you to experiment with your lover without having to go through the headache of going to a sex shop and trying to figure out what you guys need. Like a Kitten makes it so easy. And what's so cool is that a portion of all these sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off plus free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash holly or enter code holly at checkout. That's likeakitten.com slash holly or use code holly to get 20% off of these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash holly or find the link in the episode description. All right, guys, we are back. So Violet, you've been known to have sex with fans. Yeah. So how did how did that start? That's like every fan's dream is that yeah. like they might be able to have sex with their favorite porn star mm-hmm. and most most have their hopes dashed. Yeah. But uh, you're not out there killing dreams. You're making it happen. So yeah. <laughs> how did that start? Oh, my God. This happened like a while ago. Like I used to like this was like even before I had a lot of followers. Like I was just like this guy is like really cute and he follows me. Like I want to fuck him. Like I didn't really think too much of it as, a, as a, like a, a fuck a fat as I do now. I was just mm-hmm. like, this guy's cute. I want to fuck yeah. him. Yeah. But how it started getting into like the fuck a fan was I just was like bored. This was before quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm bored. I'm in LA. Like I want to make some extra money. I'm going to like pay for the fans test and like sell it. Cause I know Guys, like, really like jerking off to, like, guys that have, like, normal-sized dicks. Like, Mm. it's cool with the big dicks, but they want to see, like, Somebody that they feel could be them. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, man, I can can definitely do this. And, like, I remember Riley Reid did the fuck a fan Mm -hmm. on her YouTube. I was like, I should do that, too. Like, that sounds, like, fun. Because I was already doing it. I was like, I should just start a fuck a fan series. So then that's how it started. Like, I remember in 2019, I just met, like, some random guy on my OnlyFans. Like, he was a subscriber. He got tested, we met, and, like, we fucked and we filmed it. And then I was like, this is cool. Like, I'm, like, really into it. These guys are cute. They're 
they're fans. Like it, it's different when it's a fan versus like a normal guy. Cause a fan is like, he'll worship you. And like, mm-hmm. he like jerks off to you. Like he knows like how to fuck versus like a normal guy. He's like, whatever, like next girl. Like I like the guys that like worship me. Like that's the yeah. thing. So like, but like, but, so, I mean, I, I would just love to see their reaction when they meet you. I mean, do they, they're so nervous. Yeah, I was going to say like, part of them must be like, this is got, this can't be happening. I've had some troubles too, where like, they're so probably so nervous how they couldn't so get nervous. Up. They can't stay hard. So yeah. like, sometimes it can like fuck up the performance, but mm-hmm. like, I'm so chill and I can just talk to them like, Hey, what's wrong? Like, I understand. Like it's, it's me. You're not used to like seeing me mm-hmm. in person versus on camera, but like, you're gonna need to fuck me and we could film it and you could always jerk off to this. So like, mm-hmm. like they get out of their head and then we fuck. So yeah, it's hard sometimes to get guys out of their head when they like, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I mean, I've, you know, been in this industry for a long time and I've, you know, had a lot of situations where guys like start once they like that struggle bus starts, they overthink. And then yeah. it's like, they can't get their mojo back. Yeah. I've had that happen. And Luckily, like, um, I'll just suck their dick. <laughs> See, but that's nice of you because sometimes performers won't help at all. Yeah. And like, look, it's, it's up to you. Like everyone's I'm not, different. everyone's different. I mean, sometimes I will have to pull a girl aside and be like, look, we all want to go home. I know you want to go home. Um, maybe you could help them like a little bit, like, just, oh, I'm a trooper. Just a little bit. Yeah. And then they'll be like, okay, you know. But some girls like will be like, oh, he has to get hard on his own. And I'm like, yeah, oh. I get that too. I get that too. But also like, you know. It's work. It's work. <laughs> and like, do you want to go home? Or yeah. like, what do you want to do here? Like, we all want to finish the scene. Like, dude, I'm about to take my tits out. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to put in the work. But no, I <laughs> genuinely love sucking dick. So it's not, it's not a problem for me. <laughs> What is it about, like, giving blowjobs that you love so much? I think it's because, like, I'm in control of the dick. Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think before I even, like, lost my virginity, I was sucking dick. So it's just second nature to me. (laughs) And it's, like, it's, like, pretty hot when you can, like, make a guy come with your mouth versus Mm -hmm. your pussy. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think there there is a lot of power around that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think of it in the same way as like I literally like your dicks in my mouth right now. I could either like make you come with like my mouth, or I could bite your dick off if exactly, I wanted to. Like too. your dick your is and- yeah, your <laughs> dick is in my hands. Like I could make this go either way for you. Yeah, I can twist it. Like I've, you know, <laughs> I can do stuff. But no, I'm like also with the fuck fans too. It's like brings us closer. Mm-hmm. Like I've taken a few virginities. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's just like, can you different... imagine like being that guy that gets to lose your virginity to your favorite? Oh my God. Star? I wish I was a guy. I really wish I was a guy. Cause I would be, I would be an advocate for like prostitutes. I'd yeah. be like, we need equal rights. Like, <laughs> cause I, like I, sometimes I wish I was a guy. Cause I just women. It's hard to be straight when like women are so attractive. So like, if like if I was a guy, I would lose my virginity to a porn star. I don't care if that girl in school is like the hottest chick. No, I want a porn star to take my virginity. So yeah. like, I I feel like in a previous life I was a guy. So like mm-hmm. that's why I feel really close to like my guy fans too because I get it. Like when they get starstruck, I'm like, dude, I get it. Like they want to grab my ass. I'm like. Just don't grab it too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, the people person with them. And yeah. I think that's why I have, like, a really close relationship with my fans, too. Because 
I get it. I know what it's like to be a fan because I'm a fan of other people too. And like, I like treating them equally. And I don't like having that big head because I've met girls and guys with big heads and I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You just want to stay like this, the violet you were before you came into the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet that that resonates with people. And also too, like in this new era of, you know, the personal content platforms, the OnlyFans and whatnot, your relationship with your fans is everything. Oh, yes. Whereas before that didn't really matter so much, but now like that's your bread and butter. So that's, I can imagine that you do incredibly well in that area because of like your camaraderie with your fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's so sweet. Um, Would you ever date a fan, do you think? Or do you think like only the sex thing? You know, I would, I would say both. The thing with dating a fan, it would be kind of hard because I'm jealous. Mm. So, like, if he's jerked off to another girl that's my friend, I'll be, like, kind of jealous in a way. So, it would be kind of hard if I was to date a fan. He would have, like, that's a good question. I don't, I don't but think. though any guy you date would have jerked off to somebody else uh, at some that's point. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know? So, with the dating a fan, I feel like he'd be more loyal to me than the normal guy because mm-hmm. he's, like, always wanted me. So, now that he has me, mm-hmm. he wants to keep me. Yeah. So that would be a possibility, but I don't know in the future. Yeah. If I would do that because I don't I don't know too much. I'm, it's scary dating. So Yeah. I was going to ask is it is it hard? It can be hard, yeah. What's the biggest obstacle that you encounter? Definitely with my job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it can be hard for people to dis- disassociate my personal life and my my work life. So mm-hmm jealousy can come with it and i've had guys where they don't want to date me because of what i do because they feel like they're smaller and like the guys i'm fucking are really big so they're Mm. that's an insecurity issue so i'm i can have my own insecurities and like my own issues but most of the time it's my personal like self not my work life so that's like a hard thing for most men to like separate the two and Mm -hmm. i get it yeah so I mean, do you have a preference on penis size? Like, no, no. So you no. could date a guy with a totally normal size penis, mm-hmm. and you could be fully satisfied with him, and then like fuck big dicks on camera, and not like wish that you had more of that. I, I, my first dick was like five to six inches, and it wasn't big. Um, I, the thing with, I was so scared of big dicks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still get nervous, like in the beginning, but then I get into like work mode, and like I think about the the feeling of it and then I get used to it and then I get, you know, it's like muscle memory with a big dick. (laughs) So, but in my, I don't want that every day. It hurts. Like I'm like walking around, like, I'm like, Oh my God, my uterus hurts. Like, yeah, no, I think I can, I can definitely be satisfied with like a normal and small dick because I've I I used to see clients and I, they would have small dicks and I would want to be satisfied. So I would figure out positions with smaller dicks and bigger dicks that fits for me. So I know how to like fuck a small dick and a big dick mm. and still like get an orgasm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what, what is important to, for you in like a guy? Like, what do you look for? Obviously it's not penis size. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think girls normally be like, I want a big dick. Dude, you'd be surprised. Some girls have been like, that's the first thing. They're oh, like, wow. He's got to have a big dick. Some girls. Some girls. Most yeah. girls, honestly, like, and I get this question all the time, as you can imagine, like, do yeah. girls care about penis size? And most, like, most porn stars yeah. are like, honestly, no. But a couple say that they do. I care more about personality because I'm, like, 
real life, goofy. I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. So I that's like the first thing I look for. Like obviously we have to be somewhat attractive, mm-hmm. but it's like not the first thing like I'm, I'm looking for. I want like a person that's like me. Like I want a nerdy guy because mm-hmm. I want to like come home and watch our favorite TV shows. I want to go to conventions and cosplay together. That's like very important to me, like being nerdy and have having someone with like family values and you have to be a good person because I don't want to be with somebody who like leaves the table messy at a restaurant and like says that's their job. They have to do it. Like, no, mm-hmm. like I want someone that has respect for people. Yeah. I, I find just, that the way that people treat waiters is like a really good indication of what they're like. Oh, yeah. And Uber drivers. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like surrounding myself with people like that. So like I couldn't date someone like that. So like my values are different than like obviously the dick would probably be last Mm-hmm. You know, that's like something we can work on mm-hmm. together. But I care more about just family values, having a good personality, having a good heart. Um, someone that has trust and loyalty mm-hmm. because I can have trust and loyalty. Even being a porn star, I can mm-hmm. still do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Just those are the f- main ones for me personally because yeah. those are things that I carry with me. I want someone to have that too. Right. So you say family values. Do you want to ha- have a family one day? I would love to. Hopefully the earth doesn't go to shit, but you know, that's like, that's something I've always wanted to do in life. I always wanted to be a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd be a good mom. Oh, I would for sure. Cause I was the, I'm the oldest. Oh, and, and you come from a big family. Yeah. There's like, I have three siblings, but I grew up with my cousins. Mm-hmm. So technically it's like eight of us. That's awesome. So yeah, I was, I took care of everybody. That's great. Mm-hmm. My, I only have one daughter, but my brother and sister all had, we all had kids at the same time. So mm-hmm. all of the cousins are like Super close. within like a year and a half of each other. Oh, so, true. I mean, we're all, they're all still very young. Mm-hmm. Violet, my daughter yeah. is only a year and a half, but like, I'm excited for them to grow up together, together. as they get older. Cause my cousins were always on the other side of the world. So I'd yeah. never really get to know them very well. But the idea of having like a close like group of cousins to hang out just seems really nice it is nice because we're all like nerds we Mm -hmm. all love anime so like well they'll suggest me a show i'll tell them about a show it's really cool because they're like teenagers so they keep me young Mm -hmm. and tell me what's like cool or not like even with emojis Mm -hmm. like they tell me like what emojis to use and stuff so like (laughs) they keep me young so anime Mm -hmm. you're gonna teach me about anime because i don't know much about it you mentioned before we started that most people think anime is like just cartoons. Yeah, That's what I thought it was. Yeah. So wh- how is it more than that? Oh my God. So the thing with anime, they have lessons in it. Depending on the show, like um, I really love action. We call okay. it shonen, shoujo. And especially there's this one show, like uh, it's called Naruto. It's like super popular. Everyone loves that show for a reason because this is like a kid who got bullied and he didn't grow up with his parents. His parents died at a young age and he grew, he could have gone the villain route and mm-hmm. he obviously didn't. He wanted to prove to himself and to the other people that he's a good person, that he can be a leader of his village. So with anime, you learn lessons and you learn about yourself too. Like I've become like a better person too, because I grew up with like these anime characters that would get bullied and they end up becoming better people and they grow and, with anime too, um, there's really good love shows. Like I love rom rom coms, so there's like good rom uh, romance comedies. There's like something for everyone, and even horror too. Like if you like scary, you can read. It's not like it's cool that it's card like animation cartoons or whatever. 
But there's like lessons to learn in the shows. It really depends what you want to watch. Because I've watched like HBO shows and I'm like, this is the same as an anime. It's just, this is more, it's just with humans, not Mm -hmm. animated. Right. It's interesting when you talk about the way that they like have life lessons and Mm -hmm. that you've kind of learned from them. Because when you say that, I think about the cartoons that I watched as a kid, which was like Disney cartoons, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm old. Um, and I've rewatched a lot of those Disney cartoons with my daughter now. Um, cause I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't seen Snow White in so long or oh, Cinderella. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> These are all like girls who are like weak and feeble minded waiting for men to rescue them. Like, this is a terrible lesson for people. Yeah. And I'm like watching this and I'm like, this is, this mm-hmm. is a bad example for women. And I'm like telling my daughter, I'm like, don't wait for a man to save you. Yes. So she probably likes Frozen then. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's one and a half. So like, (laughs) she just likes, yeah, she's just likes anything with like an animal in it. Like, I think she likes jungle book because she likes the animals, but she's not comprehending the The um, meaning, the meaning, but it is interesting watching the newer Disney movies, um, how incredibly different they are and the lessons are so different. Yeah. And like, it's great that you point that out too with like my kids are going to grow up with anime because, um, there's a, there's an anime called mob psycho in the beginning of the song, the intro, it teaches you how to count from one to 100. So like you can, it's like for everyone really. And yeah, the intros are cool. Like they have really great openings. And, but as an adult, my mom, she loves anime because like there's another one called Demon Slayer. Like there's a a whole, like his kid, this kid who's like family dies and he becomes the hero. It's, I guess in some way, like you just have to watch it for yourself. Mm -hmm. But I always recommend, like I could, I'm like, I could tell you what to watch and you'll probably like, you'll thoroughly start getting into it. And that's with my fans and like my friends and like my family too now. Yeah, you'll have to give me recommendations because yeah. I don't even know like where do you, you find can, them. Um, you can watch. There's like apps like you have to subscribe to, but there's also like free sites. I don't promote pre- free sites. I like paying for like everything. Yeah, I'm Subscri- the same way. Yeah, the same with porn. I like to pay for yeah my subscriptions too, so I can give you like good apps to download. So are there like anime only? Because I'm just mm-hmm. used to the regular streaming you know, services. Hulu has anime. Netflix has great anime too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you don't want to subscribe to all anime, but Hulu has the best anime right now. And you know, okay. HBO Max too has anime. Yeah. Do they? What are they? Yeah. They I mean, jujutsu. I love it's, HBO Max. Their shows are so good. It's like a Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, it's cool too. Like, it's, I, I I could talk so much about anime. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're also into cosplay. I yes I do. So what um like what characters specifically do you like dressing up as? There's this new character that I just fell in love with. The anime is called My Dress Up Darling. It's this girl who is kind of like an outcast in her class because she loves anime, but she has to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm actually going to cosplay her. She's probably my favorite to cosplay because I like cosplaying characters I relate to mm-hmm. or just characters that are easy for me to do because they have the same body type. Mm-hmm. Or like I can just bring them to life too um, with my body, um, mm-hmm. even if they don't look like me. But I forgot her name because I just finished the show. But she's like... She has like this blonde hair and she wears like a bikini that's like black with like floral print. And she has like a schoolgirl uniform. It's just really cool because I relate to the character which she she couldn't like cosplay before because she didn't have the right friend. And then now she has like a good friend that can make the outfits for her. So she brings her cosplays to life in the anime. So Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. And you have a YouTube channel, right? I do have a YouTube channel. So tell us about that. Like what kind of content are you putting on there? I have vlogs. I have um, 
get to know me. Mm-hmm. Just basically, like, a good way for people to really see another side of myself. It's literally my lifestyle. Anime, mm-hmm. uh, cooking now, vlogs. Like, when I go to Disneyland or when I go to anything, park, anything. Like, I just have I have an exotic vlog of, like, my point of view. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, getting to know me better besides, like, seeing me naked. Mm-hmm. And what what's the channel name? It's just Violet Myers. Violet Myers. Okay, so it's easy to find. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> then um, you're also, I mean, you've got a lot of platforms. You've got obviously your OnlyFans. You've got your YouTube channel, your Twitch. Um, what is your favorite way to connect with fans? I love doing Twitch and OnlyFans. OnlyFans because I get to like message them personally because mm-hmm. I don't like to do it on Twitter because I get bombarded with messages. Yeah. On, so it's kind of hard because it's like that's where I work too. Mm-hmm. Um, but my Twitch is cool because I'm live. Like the same way you're live, mm-hmm. I'm live too. And I see my chat and I interact, I game on there and it's cool because I get to just be myself. Mm-hmm. So those are my two favorite platforms, Twitch okay. and Twitch OnlyFans. And OnlyFans. Um, what kind of games do you play? A mixture of horror, um, arcade games, and I like doing trivias where we like rank anime stuff together, or like I'll just just chatting. So I'll eat, mm-hmm. and they'll ask me. We'll just hang out and talk. Yeah, those are like my favorites. Do you ever get like surprised that people like just want to talk to you? Yeah, like just you and your bowl of soup or whatever you're eating it is it's interesting because i was a loser in high school so like now that people like me it's different so like i appreciate it so much more so like Mm -hmm. even if people want to hang out with me when i'm eating i'm just like you could be doing literally anything and you just like choose to spend time with me it's like it's cool do you ever have people from high school that were mean to you come to you now and be like yeah want to be your friend Mm-hmm. How Especially do you guys. Yeah, I bet. How do you react to that? I like literally barf because I'm like, <laughs> you'd never acknowledged me my whole life. And now you want to talk to me like it's so fake. I, I like I had this guy on TikTok put my real name of my yearbook on um, on TikTok. And he just did that to get my attention. And I was like, that's so fucking lame. Yeah. Like you could have easily just messaged me. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? How you been? You know, you didn't have to go to that extreme. So it's kind of like trash to me. Like, I don't really like that part of me is gone. Mm-hmm. I was like super emo in high school. Yeah. So like I've like I'm still emo in the inside. But like <laughs> on the outside, I'm like I'm like I've grown up. We all grown up. So it's like I don't really want no one from high school talking to me. Yeah. You are you friends like Facebook friends with any of them, and you kind of like see where their lives went, and like you look at where your life went, and you're like secretly very satisfied. Um, I deleted my Facebook for personal reasons because of that, but on Instagram, sometimes I'll like look for everyone and be like, "Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> you guys made fun of me because I had because I was fat. Now, like you guys are fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Not funny. fat shaming, but <laughs> it's funny how that happens. There, it's actually hilarious because um there was this guy that in high school i was like so obsessed with i was so into him and he never paid me in the time of day Mm -hmm. and then later on he got like really just unattractive and bloated and my husband plays hockey with him now which is like what weird yeah that is a small world he was like do you remember so and so and i'm like oh my god yes and i was like i had the biggest crush on him and he was like really yeah (laughs) it's like have you seen what he looks like now i'm like yeah i'm like i dodged a bullet there 
I only had like one boyfriend during school, but for the most part, I was like a fan girl. Mm-hmm. I like I had crushes on like celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have crushes on those guys. Right. It's cool, luckily. Is that maybe why you kind of understand like the fans who like get nervous when they meet you and yeah. like you 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 know, you had you were a fan, so you yeah, get it. I calmed them down. Like they're like, Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Like, I'm like, dude, calm down. Like, it's just me. Like, I just you know, I'm just I just have sex on camera. Like yeah. if I was Beyonce, yeah, you can act like this. But I'm just, you know, I'm a normal person. <laughs> so people have called you the next Mia Khalifa. Um I I personally don't know what that means. Oh um god, yeah. wh- why do people say that? You know what it is? It's because we have big nose, thick eyebrows, and big eyes. And we both look Middle Eastern. So that's the reason why people say that. And also the same way, because we have like a scene together. It's like we didn't shoot together, but it's like a versus. Like Mia Khalifa versus Violet Myers for Bang Bros. Because I did her part two to the hijab scene. It's where she got hate. Yeah, which is basically what made her like so fucking famous. Yeah, so I did... I played her sister, her younger sister. So that's why people call me that. And I don't get offended. Like Mia Khalifa is so cool. Like props to her for like mm-hmm. um, doing really well. But um, I feel like we're totally two different people. Like she's more of sports and I'm more of anime. And like she's not even Arabic. Like she's Lebanese and I'm Mexican and Turkish. Like there's like no like similarities. But mm-hmm. um that's why, because Bang Bros put us against each other. But, I mean, she hasn't worked for Bang Bros in years, and she actually has come out and said, like, She's that like, she regrets it. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that they did. I guess it's not surprising. Just capitalize she did on that, her name. She still, like, I think she still gets paid off of it. Because, like, she, she get, I think she had royalties. I'm not sure, but I don't know. Wow. I just don't, like... The way she, like, disrespected the industry. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, she made it seem like they forced her when, you know, we're all young and we, like, do, we all have our mistakes. But I wouldn't really go about saying, like, you're basically, like, forced. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's cool. Like, even when I'm done, like, I have nothing but good things to say about the industry. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for taking responsibility for your own actions. If you're an adult, then you're an adult. Yeah. But, you know, just say it's a mistake. Don't go and say, like we're like we're in like harms when we're not you know yeah so you wore a hijab for that i did yeah how was that it was have you gotten like blowback from that there was another one where i did get like a bunch of hate because the dude cummed on my hijab which i understand is super disrespectful to mm-hmm. like that culture but i didn't know any better mm-hmm. i was still kind of new and like I was like, I just want to shoot a scene. So I was like, all right, if they want me to do this, fine. And I should have listened to my agent because he's like, don't do that. But I was like, I need the money. And, yeah, you know, I had no choice. So I learned my lesson and like I will never do another scene like that again because yeah. it's like I'm older now and mm-hmm. I see it as a huge disrespect. So mm-hmm. I would. But at that time, I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing her sister. Like, this is so fun. Yeah. And. It was a cool time period for me, but I won't, I will never do that again. Yeah. For I mean, respect. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm not surprised, but I feel like I should be surprised that they're still putting out content like that. Uh, this feels kind of cringy. And like people still want me to do it. Like there's like this Twitter account, like, I keep doing, like, yeah. do another hijab. But I'm like, I just, I can't. Yeah. I'm Mexican. <laughs> I can't do, I'm not Muslim. I don't have no religion. Like, you yeah. Know, I just can't. Um, are you, are you not a religious person at all? I'm spiritual. I'm a free spirit. And like my mom's 
a spiritualist too. Um, I think I believe in God for sure, but I'm not like a Christian where I'm shoving it down people's throats. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be, um, what are, what are those people called that don't believe in God? Agnostic or atheist? Atheist. Okay. Like I'm cool with whatever. Just like don't talk. I don't like talking about religion because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I definitely believe in something, but I, that's just something in my personal life. Cause then they're like, how do you believe in God? If you have like in Jesus, if you're a porn star, it's like. That's, like, something where I just get a bunch of hate for, too. Yeah. But also, like, people have such, I think, like, a narrow-minded view of, I mean, Christianity is supposed to be about, like, embracing and loving everybody. Yeah, it's so hypocritical. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel that a lot of times people take, you know, that that Jesus figure and then they use it to, like, cast their own, like, you know, stigma against you and their own judgment against you. Yeah. I feel like that's not supposed to be like the message Mm -hmm. that Jesus meant. I I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like I judge people based on what their actions are. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it on their job. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not hurting anybody and I'm not doing anything wrong. Like I think hurting somebody is like murdering somebody or like Mm -hmm. our wording someone, you know, I'm not doing any of that. I feel like I'm, we're like, we're sexual therapists, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything wrong and we're we bring a lot of happiness to people. And I agree. The same way people admire gamers and YouTubers are the same way people admire us too, because we're sexually free. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't care because we're open we're naked, you know. Yeah. And I think that bothers a lot of people because we're confident in ourselves. Yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of people see a lot there's a lot of threat to like a sexually confident, open unashamed woman. Oh yeah, for sure. That intimidates a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I am glad that, um, you are not one of those people and that you're, you're happy being who you are and that mm-hmm. you're confident being who you are. Yeah. I don't, I'm never going to regret it. I look forward to telling stories to my kids one day. Like I'm going to be super open, like the same way my mom raised me. I'm going to, you know, be the same way, but that's like in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Violet, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to meet you. It was great having you, like have, meeting you and being on the show yeah. and everything. Thank you. Um, and hopefully when you're done with your Vixen contract, maybe we will work together. Someday. I would love to. I would love to. I look forward to that. Yeah, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, can you let everybody know where they can find you online? Yes. Yeah, so which camera should you Oh, oh, that camera. Okay. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> okay, so you guys can find me. I'm just um, so it's easier. It's just Linktree slash Violet Myers. I'll have all my links there for my YouTube, my Twitch, my OnlyFans, and Instagram. Fantastic. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Of course, if you want to support this podcast and watch live streams of my interviews, such as this one, uh, join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening wherever you are. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. 
Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandall unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash hollyrandall unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. <laughs>